The following is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. The Financial Guys Shock the System. It's time to talk money. It's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930, toll-free 1-800-616-WBEN, and cell calls are free at star 930. Now, live from the WBEN studios, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All righty, welcome back. News Radio 930, WBEN, Mike Lomas. We are the financial guys, and this is the place where money meets politics with you until three o'clock. So financial guys radio network, and uh, we are going to be all over the board today. So uh, uh, I mean, jam packed show for you. We've got a number of callers calling in number of guests. And uh, Paul Meeks, Paul, a regular guest on CNBC will be joining us at about 1.30. So uh, stick with us here. And uh, I don't even know where to start, Glenn. I mean, all over the place uh, this week, the, we'll, we'll have the agenda of the Democrat candidates, <laughs> which is yeah. as radical as radical could be. Yep. Yeah, the, I love that. The economy, <laughs> uh, a shocker. Uh, CNN, C- CNN was shocked that the jobs report came in incredibly good this week. Uh, Dow had a, a nice day yesterday, a stock market up, yep. a few hundred points on the Dow. Uh, Trump milestones, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, New York State budget problems, uh, getting worse, by the way, $6.1 billion shortfall now, a ginormous budget <laughs> hole for uh, Andrew Cuomo. Didn't he just say that like, yes. uh, this, is, yep. uh, this is the most fiscally conservative, yep. most balanced, most responsible budget we've ever had? He did he say that, Glenn. <laughs> yep, yep. And now it uh, looks like just uh, the budget for the fiscal year that starts April 1st is oh. now $6.1 billion in the red. Whoopsie. Yeah. Oop. Guess, uh, guess uh, all those uh, rich people that you're uh, driving out of the out yeah. of the state matter, huh? Good riddance, he says. <laughs> good riddance. Good riddance. Didn't yeah. the guy locally say good riddance? Take, yeah. take, take your, take, why don't you guys move too? That'd be yeah. Good. So you could pay more taxes, right? That's yeah. a smart move. We got a loving call from uh, a listener uh, two weeks ago that uh, decided to yell at our 20-year-old assistant who <laughs> answers the phone at the front desk. Uh, and uh, instead of having the stones to actually ask for Mike or Glenn, yeah. it's always good to yell at the 20-year-old assistant yeah. like she's got anything to do with the show. But uh, his point was is that if you don't like New York, just fold up everything and move. Yeah, everything you've worked just for over the last 20 years. Just, Listen, if it yeah. was that easy, there We'd would go. be no one left. Yeah, yeah that's right. No left, that's right. right? There'd that's be illegal right. aliens and criminals. That's what you'd have left. That's, that's right. What and that's where we're heading, folks. And now that we just had a we'll talk about a couple articles, we won't get too in-depth with them, but they just released a couple of uh, dogfighting uh, creeps, you know, uh, killing dogs, you know, dogfighting ring. 
Yeah, no bail requirements now. No. The article goes on to say, well, it wasn't really a violent crime. Oh, no. no. I no. think the dogs would disagree. No. But they did. The by the way, they did. Of, did you see they found heroin and fentanyl in the place, too? Oh, good. Yeah. yeah that's nice. Yeah, no. What, what about the violent crime of discharging a firearm? Not not one person, but two people that were both released in uh, in, in downstate. Was that yeah. not a violent crime because they didn't hit anybody? How yeah. does that work? New, by the way, new, so what Glenn's referring to is new New York State laws will not allow most defendants charged with low-level crime to be released without bail, yeah, the level. question becomes, what is low level? And in this case, these low lifes, well, three of them busted for running a dog fighting ring in Manhattan. They uh, seized 29 dogs. By the way, one of the, well, 29 uh, dogs that were alive in cages, uh, malnourished, and uh, uh, they had, uh, yeah. they had well, I guess they're called breaking sticks. These are designed to pry open a dog's jaw and weighted vests and collars and treadmills for these dogs. And um, apparently, these are that's not a that's not a uh, a big level crime. That's a low no. level crime. Low level crime. So what no happens problem. when one of these dogs, by the way, gets loose on the streets and yeah. kills a small but, baby or a child? Right, uh, rips for, open somebody's uh, yeah a, a small kid's happened. head. Yeah. God no. forbid, though, you defend yourself with a illegal firearm. Like you see, constantly you see these articles that come up. Like, well, three people broke into their house, and they fortunately the homeowner had a weapon to defend themselves, but. It wasn't properly registered. And so now the criminals are going to be walking right back on the street because they get the no bail requirements. But you, the the uh, hopefully law-abiding, almost law-abiding citizen, but not quite law-abiding citizen because maybe you had an antique firearm you didn't register, uh, and that's happened to several folks, uh, now you're going to jail and you are the criminal. So yeah. it's an upside-down world nowadays, folks, unfortunately, in uh, in places like New York State and California where if you're a criminal, if you're if you're uh, defecating in the streets, if you're shooting up in the open, that's no problem. No problem. we got to show you compassion. Want to run, a, right back on wanna the run a, uh, a dog fighting ring in yeah. Manhattan? Not a problem at all. Yeah. Not a problem. Just walk right back on the streets. By the way, these three uh, dirtbags have uh, have criminal records, too. No, Goes, I would yeah. never. I know you're shocked Come by on, that. Mike. I know. You can't I know. be serious. No, I know. No, Come on, no, that can't I know. be. I know. Yeah, but they're back I'm out sure in the streets I would have now. Yeah, but but well, here's the catch, Glenn, though. The, the judge did say they're not allowed to be by dogs. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. that's, a, that's a, if there's any consolation. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So I'm sure they'll take that with uh, a, a grain of salt. And yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that'll work out really well. Mm-hmm. So, listen, you three dirtballs who have been running a, a dog fighting ring and abusing these animals. Uh, you're back on the street. You're welcome to go. I'm just going to warn you, you're not allowed to hang around dogs. Okay, no problem. Yeah, no good. problem. Yeah. I'm, okay. sure, yeah. I'm sure they've learned their lesson. I'm sure they've learned their lesson. Yeah. Well, by the way, I'd love to hear some of you Democrats defend this stuff. I would really love – I don't care, Republican, Democrat, conservative, whatever you are, who says dirt balls like these should be back out on the street? Look, who says this is a good idea? This is a really good idea. This. No. There's no way you can possibly make the case that this makes citizens of New York safer. Right? No. All this does is make all of us law-abiding citizens a little bit more or less safe, right? A little bit you know, more likely to have your, your home broken into by a, a nonviolent burglar. Right. More likely to have your car broken into your window shattered, your purse snatched, your, you mugged on the street, you know, on and on and on and on it goes, because all those things are, quote unquote, minor offenses in places like Dallas, by the way, in Seattle as well. They're no longer they're announcing to the criminals. Hey, if you go into a store and you're in, quote, in need. You can steal up to seven hundred and fifty dollars worth of merchandise. And we're just not, <laughs> not going to prosecute you whatsoever. Not so a problem. 
go ahead and, and feel free. And the DA in Dallas announces this. They yes. tell you this, right? Yeah. So if you're a criminal, just tune into the news, yeah. and you'll be told exactly what you're going to be able to get away with in places like New York and in yeah. Dallas and L.A. and Seattle. They'll tell you exactly what they're going to prosecute you for. So if you need a new pair of Nike shoes and you know you can get a round-trip flight to Dallas for 400 bucks. I mean, you save yourself <laughs> Not a problem. 350 Not a problem. If you can go in and just walk out the store and then fly back with <laughs> Not them. a problem. Even if you do get arrested, no problem. In New York, you could do the same thing. Yes. As long as you're not a resident of New York, because then you'd have to actually stay here. But if you're not, you know, if, if you let's say you're visiting from Ohio. Okay? Yeah. Let's say you're you're in from Pennsylvania. Just a, right? On a weekend trip. Yeah, yeah. You don't live here. So yeah. you're going to be just, if you do anything, basically, that's non-violent, you want to walk into the store, walk out with a flat screen TV, you go for you it. Got Knock it. yourself out. <laughs> you got because it. Even if they do catch you, which is really unlikely, but if they do, yeah, they'll let you right back out. They're going to let you right back out. Yeah, no you're, problem. You're free to go. You go right back to your home in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Just don't come back to New York, and you'll probably be fine. Mm-hmm. That's yep. that's where. And by the way, if you're from Guatemala, well, well even better, yeah. right? Well, now you really just go wherever you want. You sign and, you up and, for uh, some benefits on the way out. Exactly. <laughs> we'll give you a free college tuition. So come back when you're college age. You'll yeah. Be good. And and by the way, though, just so you don't think that they're not doing anything to stop crime. Just so you think, by the way, I I don't want you to get the wrong impression that the Democrats are totally useless because Representative Brian Higgins this week, he got his anti-robocall act finally passed. Yes. So there will be a $10,000 fine if you get caught robocalling people. Now, if you yeah. get into the country illegally, yeah. that's just fine to Brian, right? So that's just fine, right? Yes. So if, the good news if you is, run a dog fighting ring, okay. you know, the Andrew Cuomo's okay. and the Brian Higgins of the world, that's apparently fine. We'll get you, you're, you're out on bail, no, yep. no bail, sorry, we'll let, let, just stay away from the dogs, that's fine. But if you get busted robocalling, yep. $10,000 fine. So you can sleep better at night yes. knowing that you're probably going to no longer get that robocall during dinner. <laughs> However, you may get your perch, uh, your purse snatched on the way to yeah. church. A right? dog might mugged. leap through your front window. That's right. <laughs> and rip your arm off. Welcome to New York. Yes. Welcome to New York. Yeah, but now, I didn't, now, I didn't what, I, look at I wanted to be ask, fair and balanced here. I wanted to be yeah. fair and balanced well, here. Does anybody want to ask these politicians, though, anybody out there in the media want to maybe get a microphone in front of a, a – uh, uh, a Tim Kennedy or, or maybe a Sean Ryan when he's not busy chasing out Chick-fil-A. Anybody want to ask these folks what their thoughts are on these new no-bail requirements? They have so far in the last couple of weeks, they have let out two folks in New York City that discharged a firearm, I'm assuming shooting at somebody mm-hmm. uh, in New York City. They were both released. In anticip- we're not even The law hasn't even gone into effect yet. They're just anticipating the law. So they're letting people out early, even though they don't have to, until January 1. So it's unreal. Joke. It, it, it really is unreal. I mean, how do you say to people, move to New York State. Here, here we have higher electricity costs. We have higher property costs. We have higher Medicare costs. We have a $6 billion state budget deficit. We're letting criminals back out in the streets, giving free uh, you know, tuition to illegal aliens and taking it away from veterans and veterans' children. And, uh, and, and you know— that's just a wonderful environment mm. to raise your oh, don't And don't forget case. about the highest property taxes yeah, and the highest yeah. county yeah. taxes, blah, yeah. blah, blah, yeah. right? Craziness. Yeah. Anyway. It's good right. stuff. By the way, uh, listen to the Financial Guys Radio Network. If you need us, we do manage money for a living. We have a lot of fun with this show. If you think like us, we, have, uh, we are a one-stop financial shop, whether it comes to Social Security planning, Medicare planning, estate planning. We have chartered financial analysts, certified financial planners, registered investment advisors at our office. So if you're in the Rochester area and want to visit us out there, 833-FIN-GUYS is our number, 833-FIN-GUYS. Locally here, 305-SPIN-DRIFT, 633-1515. If you want to hop on board, 803-0930. 
star 930 on a cell phone, 1-800-616-9236, 1-800-616-9236. We're going to sneak in a call here before the break. Let's just go to Bill in Eden. How are you, Bill? Hey, great. Um, I was listening to what you are talking about, those crimes for which a defendant must be released from custody in New York State without bail after January 1st. Yeah. I went to Nicole Maliotakis for Congress's website. If you just go to Nicole4NY, that's F-O-R-N-Y dot com, you'll see these. I just wanted to mention some in case people out there are wondering what people are going to be able to get released from. So here's just a few of them, just at random. Criminally negligent homicide. Hmm. Vehicular manslaughter in the first and second degrees. How about this? Criminal sale of a firearm to a minor. Nice. Or how about patronizing a person for prostitution in a school zone? Oh, very good. Well, I think that's going to be fully legal, actually. I, I, believe it or not, I think prostitution is actually one of the uh, absolutely, completely legal, school zone or otherwise. But, but carry on, please, because well, sure. informative. Yeah. Failure to register as a sex offender. Oh, animal oh. Hmm. Um, overdriving, torturing, and injuring animals. These are all things that you'll be able to be released without bail. Mm-hmm. But these three, that's what these three just did, yep. Yeah, making a terroristic threat. Mm-hmm. How about this, resisting arrest? So if you got someone's police officer is going to come and arrest you after January 1st, why have to just go along with it? If you resist it, they'll have to let you go. Mm. There you go. Tampering with a juror, tampering with physical evidence, obstructing governmental administration by means of a self-defense spray device. Kind of interesting, huh? Hmm. So you can pepper spray a cop and they'll put you back in the street? Is that what you're telling me? Uh, that's what it looks like. Wow. Like directing a laser at an aircraft in the first degree. You're going to be able to do that and they won't have to hold you. Oh, nice. Unreal. Wow. Welcome to New York, right? Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I, I, don't, I don't see like why a Republican things. or a Democrat wouldn't think that's a great idea. I just don't. Can somebody please get in front of like, <laughs> Can somebody stalk out Sean Ryan's office and just ask him <laughs> if he thinks these are good ideas to let people out that, are, that have you know, committed you know, criminal homicide or right. negligent homicide? Right. So if you accidentally run over somebody and you're drunk while you do it, that's negligent homicide, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you're you're. It's not manslaughter, is it? I mean, I guess it could be, but are you getting let back? You know, right back out on the street. The thing is, some of these folks that are going back out on the street are from Honduras, El Salvador. Oh yeah, they're gone. Guatemala. They're gone. They're gone. They're gone. They're gone. They're exactly, they're gone. Or they're absolutely not up they're gone. Case. Oh, here, here's your citation to show up on I, February. I can't 24th. imagine what? anybody with a brain in their head saying this is a good idea. I just can't. Oh, well, thank you so much. Bill, thank you so much, buddy. Appreciate the call. Thanks, too. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. Rambo Jim, John up on deck. we got Mike Sparazzo. We'll talk a little bit about our insurance arm at the Financial Guys. You need us throughout the week, folks. Uh, we do manage money for a living. We have a number of different departments. Whether you need help with your Medicare, uh, property casualty, we'll talk to Mike Sparazzo about homeowners, boat insurance, car insurance, all that good stuff. Uh, financial arm, chartered financial analysts, registered investment advisors, certified financial planners. If uh, you need us out in the Rochester area, 833-FINGUYS, locally here at our flagship office. 305 Spindrift, 633-1515. Right, Financial Guys Radio Network, we're going to take a quick break here. We'll be back, and uh, don't turn it off. I will not make age an issue of this campaign. I am not going to exploit for political purposes my opponent's youth and inexperience. Although I've been around for a while, I can remember when a hot story broke and the reporters would run in yelling, stop the chisels. But 
I am aware of my age. When I go in for a physical now, they no longer ask me how old I am. They just carbon date me. You're listening to The Financial Guys, local financial experts, Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All righty, welcome back. Place where money meets politics. Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, we are The Financial Guys. Need us throughout the week, folks, 633-1515. If you're out in the Rochester area and need us out in our satellite Rochester office, 833-FIN-GUYS, 833-FIN-GUYS. And if you think like us, it's important that uh, – Monday through Friday, we get to work with people that think like us, use us as a resource. We've been all over the place today. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, money and uh, the economy. We've got to get to Creepy Joe, by the way. Joe had a lot of good clips this week, uh, Joe Biden, um, about children uh, touching his leg hairs, I guess. So uh, <laughs> he, uh, I, I, I just, I, 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 you got a question, like, who is his supporting cast? Like, doesn't anybody, like, have, like, something like a, a, a I don't know, like, you know, like shocker or something that's like big impress that says, hey, hey, look, Joe, mm-hmm. no, no, let's not no. talk about children on your lap. Not a good idea. I think he's well, think about the candidates. I mean, think about, you know, what you got here. So Joe Biden is priming us to you in a recession. Right? He's already came out and said, well, you know, we'll probably have a recession. So you, you got uh, you got Joe Biden promised you in a recession and they'll let somebody named Corn Pop rub his leg. It's, yeah. it's weird. Yeah. You got Beto order, uh, promising to take your guns away. That didn't really play well for him. Mm-mm. You got Liz Warren promising to take away your health care and replace it with more taxes. Mm-hmm. You got Bloomberg promising to tax the poor. We played that last week. Right? He's out there <laughs> saying, well, it's great that it's good that taxes are regressive. It makes yeah. it easier to manipulate people like the poor. They're, he- so they're, they're healthier. They'll live longer things, if we yeah. tell them what to do. Yeah, yeah. Bernie's <laughs> promising to tax everybody yes. for his socialist yeah. dream. And yeah. Yang is promising to give away money, just yours, not his. So, <laughs> That's right. Honest to God. That's like, right. Where do they go? They're hoping for Hillary to get back in. She's yeah. teasing it. She's thrown out there a few times. Like, well, Why not? don't tempt me, Donald. Why not? Honest to God. In her mind, she won. So she'll never throw her hat back in the ring because in her, in her brain – she won. She got cheated. It was Russia, Ukraine, oh, and China, Matt Lauer. whatever. And Matt Lauer's <laughs> fault. Absolutely. That's exactly. right. All right, let's uh, welcome in Mike Sperazza real quick. Mike, how are you, sir? Mike is the head of our uh, property casualty division, which is uh, homeowners, auto insurance, boats, uh, everything. You name it, right, Mike? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're doing a lot now. It's been a busy month so far. Um, you know, phones have been ringing here, people just asking questions, seeing if we can help them out, give them some competitive rates, and we've had a lot of success in the last couple of weeks. I, I say it all the time, what makes uh, what makes you very, very competitive is the fact that you're independent, right? And we've always stressed that at the Financial Guys. Independent means you have over 25 different insurance lines that you can shop, right? Yeah, and that, that's the big thing because I think sometimes people get stuck because it is an easy thing to get stuck. You just you keep paying the premium. It keeps coming out monthly out of your checking account, so you keep paying the same thing over and over again, and you never really think about it. You have it. You've been paying it. It's not it's not top of mind. So we we've learned that you know maybe we can do that for you. So it's not as it's not as hard. You don't have to go to each company or a bunch of different places. Come to one place. We can do it all for you. That's right. Tell me uh, tell me any any success stories this week. Yeah, a couple. A couple this week. Uh, we had somebody who came in. They only had one of their two children listed on the policy. So, um, you know, they both have licenses, though, so they both should be listed on the policy. We we added the second child, increased a couple coverages like uninsured motorist coverage and personal injury protection. Uh, $4,000 policy, we got it down to 3100 for them. Wow, even with adding the other child? With adding the second child. Wow, that's great. Well, that's so cool. Yeah. Yep. And then the second one, you know, this was pretty basic, same coverage, auto, home, and umbrella. 
we, we, we pretty much matched it. They had a good policy where they were, but the price was just a little high. Saved them about 350 bucks uh, for the year. So, you know, little th- and that took 10 minutes. You know, we just put the numbers in, put the coverages in, driver's license numbers, and made sure we had all the information correct and uh, saving the 350 for them. 10 yeah. minutes, you were able to shop 25 companies. Yep. Right? Yep. So so yep. easy a liberal could do it. Thing, really interesting call this week, and I, I mentioned it to you earlier in the week, but... Somebody called in. They were with a with a certain broker, and and they told the broker that they had a, one of their vehicles was used for the husband's uh, painting business. He went and painted the homes on the side, part time thing, a couple hours a week. They wrote this policy with a certain company who didn't allow that. The company didn't know until about two years after the policy was written. So they started dropping the umbrella, dropping the auto insurance, and uh, the broker then tells them just just take the car off. Uh, and everything will be fine. Well, she took the vehicle off that was used for the, the painting business, and it wasn't fine because then the umbrella still was canceled on them. So she came in and said, look, I need your help. And, you know, I renew. She renewed today. She said, I need your help. I need to renew. And it ended up, you know, I called, again, 10 minutes spent with her, called one of my underwriters. They were completely okay with it. We got the okay. We wrote the policy. Same price, but got exactly what they needed. The vehicles all can be used for what they need them for. And, uh, you know, th- there's no, you know, guessing game or, or, or fear of cancellation now. Awesome. Wow, good good yeah. stuff, Mike, man. Right, 14 minutes, shop over 20-something companies and save some money, right? That's exactly right. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, hey, I'll, I'll probably Michael. see you at the Bills game tomorrow. All right, great. Is your father cooking? Big one. Is your father cooking? Oh, yeah, he's got a bunch. He's got pasta vajoule tomorrow, shrimp, steak. He's got the whole nine tomorrow. All right. I will definitely be at your tailgate, though. <laughs> All right. <laughs> see you, buddy. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, if you need Mike throughout the week, again, 633-1515. By the way, if you're out in Rochester, we can help you out there as well. 833-FINGUYS. 833-FINGUYS. Um, well, I guess I was going to take a call, but we're up against the break here. Right? But Financial Guys Radio Network, uh, if you want to hop on board, 803-0930. Star 930 if you're locally here, 1-800-616-9236. 1-800-616-9236. We'll be back. Financial Guys Radio Network. You're listening to the Financial Guys. This is the show where money meets politics. I'm your host today, Glenn Wiggle, here with Mike Lomas. It's time to talk money. Do you know what he's done? The gap between the rich and the poor is going down. We've got 3.6% unemployment rates. Do you know what this man is doing? The media will come out as the lapdogs, you know, kissing the butt of the Democrat Party. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930. Alrighty, welcome back. Financial Guys Radio Network, Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle. This is the place where money meets politics, and we are going to get to your calls and questions. We'll get to some of your text messages. <laughs> That's funny. Well, you guys have to remember, even criminals want to spend the holiday with their families. That's true, Chris. I yes. guess. That is true. Yeah. yeah. Imagine a Cuomo commercial. If you're a gangbang criminal, we want you. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But if you're top, if you're one of those, criminals. if you're one of those shameful top one or two percenters, get out. Get out. You worked hard, started your own company, you're successful, get out. Yeah, bye-bye. Get out. 
You don't belong here. He's always yelling. Why is it? We don't want you here. If you love the Constitution, if you believe that a preborn baby has a right to live, if you like to defend yourself and believe in the Second Amendment, get out. We don't want you. But oh, if you're yeah. busted running a dogfighting ring oh, no, and you have heroin and fentanyl in the building, eh, you're just fine. Yeah, they'll give you a voter ID, uh, a, a voter uh, 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 registration card as you're being released. From, <laughs> Listen, young uh, man. Your, your prison with no bail. Yeah, register as a Democrat on the way out. Yeah, vote and Como. I don't want you hanging around any doggies, okay? You're, you're free. Vote Como. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, what a joke. Uh, let's welcome Paul Meeks to the show. Paul is part of... Uh, one of the heads of our investment committee a team, we have a separate arm called Independent Solutions that really uh, Monday through Friday just managing money and uh, in front of the computers. Paul, a uh, frequent guest on CNBC and uh, known to many as uh, one of the greatest tech managers in the 90s. And Mr. Meeks, we thank you so much for spending some time with us here on Financial Guys Radio Network. Happy to be here. I love the program. Appreciate it. So uh, tell me, you, you, were you were you on CNBC this week? I was not uh, this week. I usually am about uh, every week or so, even more so when companies are announcing their quarterly earnings, which obviously is about every 90 days. Yeah, yeah. I know uh, it was a, maybe a week or two ago you were on a few times in one week, so pretty neat to see. I gave you a week off. It's nice. <laughs> I gave you a week off. That's right. <laughs> so tell me, you know, job numbers were awesome yesterday, I guess. I mean, certainly the stock market responded pretty well. Um, you know, what are your thoughts going into, you know, twenty ending 2019, really, and going into 2020? Hard to believe I'm saying that. Uh, mm -hmm. Feels like just 20 seconds ago I was worried my lights were not going to come on because of Y2K. But uh, mm -hmm. going into 2020, I mean, a lot of people are thinking the stock market here is a little bit frothy and, you know, just it's funny because I hear people say, well, the market's got to come down because <laughs> just because it's been long. And uh, I'm not sure that's the truth. What are your thoughts? You know, we're obviously going to grow more slowly. You know, think about a 2 percent uh, real GDP growth rate versus something higher in uh, at least you know previous runs. Um, but to put that in perspective. You know, we may be the best house in a bad neighborhood because when you take a look at particularly the rest of the industrial developed world, growing more slowly, and even the uh, once red hot emerging markets, you know, think China and India, are still growing faster than the states, albeit off a smaller basis, but their economies are growing from super fast growth to much less. Yeah. So I think that we're best situated. Among the others, I do worry about the fact that we've had uninterrupted economic growth ever since essentially the uh, financial crisis ended in about March of 09. So now we're 10 years plus. And uh, even though we're long in the tooth in the expansion, because it's been more moderate than previous expansions, you know, maybe we have uh, a bit of uh, growth left in us. You know, I think that the chances of a recession in the United States are not nil. But I also think that they're probably no more than 25% next year. And so at least going into 2020, you know, I'm not super bullish, mm -hmm. particularly not uh, very bullish on the tech sector, which is the sector I follow most carefully, just because we've had a enormous run there. But I still think we're fairly solid. And I think people should have stocks in their portfolios. 
And I think people should have U.S. stocks in their portfolios. Those still should be, you know, the largest slice of anybody's asset allocation pie. Hmm. You know, we talked this week on our economic uh, commentary, a market update, which, by the way, folks, so you, uh, replay is available. That was just, just uh, two days ago on Thursday. Replay will be available this week uh, on our Independent Solutions website, which is iswealthmanagement.com, where you can find a link to that website on our Financial Guys page at thefinancialguys.com. One of the things I asked you about, though, Paul, was uh, China, uh, particularly the trade ongoing trade dispute, or I wouldn't call it quite a war, but maybe a, a skirmish or, or continuing series of skirmishes. But it seems like you know, one day Trump says one thing and the, it, the markets react substantially. The next day he says something different. The markets react adversely. But have we, you know, outside of the noise, have we actually made any progress with the trade negotiations or deals when it comes uh, to China? I think we've made a little bit of progress. The fact that we're talking at long last is one thing. The second thing is I do expect before our general election in November 2020 that we'll hash out what they call the phase one part of the deal. Now, the phase one, I don't want to say is much to do about nothing, but it's not that big a deal. It's essentially tailing off these uh, mutual tariffs. The phase two, or what I don't expect until after the election, is where we really dig into the meat on the bone, and that is the questions that must be answered about their theft of our intellectual property, because uh, that is important. And what I think needs to be resolved are these issues, because we're about ready in the next couple of years to embark upon one of the tectonic shifts in technology, which is the jump in uh, wireless technologies from 3 and 4G to 5G. It's not really a 2020 phenomenon, regardless of what happens in the negotiations between the countries. It's probably more realistically a 2021 phenomenon, but that is going to be a really big deal in tech. And I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we'll have resolved it, because if we don't, there is a chance that uh, the Chinese will come out ahead of us in critical 5G technology if we let them do what they're doing behind the scenes and we don't reach an agreement before then. Hmm. Yeah, if people think about trade, you know, the war with between uh, us and China is just tariffs, right? You know, tariffs and costs and things like that. But really a lot of it is is that theft of intellectual property that's really damaging uh, to our country uh, and our, our, co- our core corporations, uh, whether it be knockoff products or uh, stealing blueprints, uh, you know, uh, it's, that's really been detrimental, so that's something that is going to be a lot more difficult to tackle, no doubt. But Paul, following the uh, the tech sector a little bit more than I know you help us with overall, you know, portfolio management and stuff. But are there are there hidden gems out there? I mean, I, I know as a stock picker, a lot of times, and John Thur will say the same thing that people will look at the broad market, but they're they'll forget to, they're forgetting to look at certain there there's certain stocks out there that are you know, expensive, and then others that, you know, maybe we find cheap. Are there are there some gems out there? Yeah, there are some gems out there. Then I also say always be prepared, whether it's a bull market or a bear market, for the next gem in technology, because these stocks are so volatile that on any whiff of bad news, and, you know, we're all human beings and companies are run by human beings, they have to report their financial results every 90 days, which is probably – you know, too quick for a real long-term assessment. But what happens is Wall Street, for every one of these quarters, estimates what that company will do for both sales and earnings. And quite often, even the greatest companies will miss those Wall Street expectations. That's just the nature of being a human being. 
And when they do, these stocks uh, don't go down 2%. They go down 20% because they're so volatile. And so in my world, you know, I may say that I'm overall bullish or bearish. But even if I'm overall bearish like I am, I'm just a little bit worried that the broad technology sector has come too far too fast. In 2019, there are always going to be opportunities. And I do see some opportunities when you peel back the onion in uh, semiconductors and semiconductor capital equipment. And stocks in those areas that I like are things like Micron Technology, MU. I like Applied Materials, AMAT. I like NVIDIA, NVDA, and a couple of others. So I'm still constructive on semiconductors, which is a tech industry within the overall tech sector. Hmm. Um, and let me just throw the disclaimer out there. It doesn't mean those stocks are right for your portfolio. Do the research and make sure you're, you're diversified and well-diversified. Um, you know, Paul, uh, earnings season, maybe you could just look backwards last year. Were there any surprises in, in what, on how you thought you know, 2019 sort of ended up when it came to earnings season? Yeah, one of the things I'm seeing is when companies announce these earnings, they announce the uh, results for the quarter just ended, so that's kind of uh, – rearview mirror stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, typically in the commentary, when they discuss these results with analysts, uh, they give their forecast. Uh, sometimes they only give the forecast out for the next quarter. And sometimes if they're bold enough, they'll give a forecast out for the next year, sometimes even multi-years. And one of the things that you just mentioned, which has uh, dovetailed with my comment here, and what I'm seeing from these companies is a number of chief executive officers and chief financial officers of these marquee companies are definitely saying that not just uh, their relations with the Chinese, but because of the trade and tariff battle with the Chinese, a lot of companies around the world who are their customers are paralyzed in fear because they need to be uncertainty, go to something more certainty before they have uh, spending on their capital uh, projects, you know, things like if I'm a CFO and I decide everybody in my company, all thousand employees, gets a new computer. Mm -hmm. You know, we do a PC upgrade. Now it's a big number. Yeah, it's going to be a big expense. People are holding back on uh, corporate business spending because of the uncertainty. And mm. Yeah, it has uh, caused an impact, and far beyond just the regular cast of characters, whether it be U.S. or Chinese companies, all around the world because of our battle on tariff and trade. Hmm. Um, by the way, if you want uh, more information on our earnings call, or I should say earnings call, our um, what do you call it? commentary and Yes. <laughs> it's all on our website, by the way, <laughs> Financial Guys. Uh, you can go to www.financialguys.com. But uh, everything, there's social media, podcasts, all that good stuff, yeah. uh, Facebook, Twitter, you can find it all on our website. Um, Paul, I appreciate you spending some time with us. Any final thoughts for our listeners out there? Anything to going into 2020 that you want to sort of point out before I let you go? And, and I, again, I appreciate you spending some time on a Saturday. I know Monday through Friday, you're not only are you helping us with managing portfolios, you're out, you know, uh, constantly on, on things like CNBC Squawk Box and, and very busy. So I appreciate you spending some time with us on Saturday. But anything you want to talk about going into 2020? Yeah, I just would say that uh, after this great year we've had, and it looks like, you know, the bellwether U.S. stock index, the S&P 500, uh, is, unless we have an absolute, you know, blast to the downside in the last couple of weeks of December, we're going to have a year in which the market is going to be up well over 20%. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And over time, if you go back to about 90 years of uh, tradable public U.S. securities, the number is about 10. 
And so, yeah, we've had a uh, great year. Some of it was because of the support of our central bank, the Federal Reserve, by keeping interest rates low. But, you know, if I was to have some money coming in today, I would be pretty careful, and maybe I would wait a bit before I invested to get a, a better picture about 2020 because we're going in at not crazy expensive levels like pre-internet bubble back in the 90s, but we're a little bit elevated. So I would just say to all the listeners and to all our investors to be, um, you know, be optimistic, uh, but be sober about it and be deliberate with your spending. Yeah, you should uh, watch what happens in the next couple of weeks and even the next couple of months and uh, make sure that we're not buying at the you know, upper limit before we have some kind of uh, nastiness to the downside. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you, Paul. We certainly appreciate it. That's uh, Chartered Financial Analyst Paul Meeks. And if you want an uh, opportunity to uh, talk to Paul or to invest in either of his stock portfolios, only available through Independent Solutions, again, you can call our office at uh, 633-1515, 833-FINGUYS, or just go to our website again at thefinancialguys.com. Thank you, Paul. Have a terrific weekend. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Yes. All right, guys. See ya. All right. All right. Take care. Again, once again, Paul Meeks, frequent contributor on CNBC Squawk Box, known to many as uh, as the one of the greatest tech investors in the '90s, managing billions of dollars uh, in the '90s, and part of our team. Very, very proud to say, part of our team. We've been saying it for a while. Bringing Wall Street to Main Street right here in Western New York. And so if you need us out in the Rochester area, 833-FIN-GUYS, and, of course, here in Western New York, 633-1515. All right, we're going to take a real quick break here on Financial Guys Radio Network. We've got John in Rochester, Rambo Jim up on deck. If you want to hop on board, 1-800-616-9236, 1-800-616-9236. We'll be back, Financial Guys Radio Network. I remember the story of a fellow who was running for office as a Republican and he was in a rural area and it wasn't known to be Republican and he stopped by a farm to do some campaigning and when the farmer heard he was a Republican his jaw dropped and he said wait right here till I go get Ma. She's never seen a Republican before. (laughs) So he got her and the candidate looked around for a podium from which to give his speech and the only thing he could find was a pile of that stuff that Bess Truman took 35 years trying to get Harry to call fertilizer. (laughs) So he got up on the mound and when they came back he gave his speech. And at the end of it the farmer said, that's the first time I ever heard a Republican speech. And the candidate said, that's the first time I've ever given a Republican speech from a Democratic platform. (laughs) You're listening to The Financial Guys. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930. That was great. Classic Reagan. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. I don't care what kind of party, what kind of party you're at. That's funny. That is funny. All right. Uh, if you want to hop on board, 1-800-616-9236. And uh, we've got a bunch of stuff we talk about. Economy, jobs numbers, good. Trump milestone, by the way. Um, we'll talk about that here uh, in a little bit. Uh, New York State budget problems. And, of course, uh, the new New York State law will not allow most defendants charged with low-level crimes to be released uh, from, from uh, released without bail. Yeah, so, low-level crimes like um, you know, negligent homicide. Yeah. 
yeah. or uh, neglecting the register as a child sex offender. Yeah, yeah those are Low just level. minor things that yeah. you know couldn't possibly hurt anybody. No, That's, and they yeah. won't ever do it again. No, I'm no. sure it'll be fine. Mm-mm. I'm sure it'll be Mm-mm. fine. Mm-mm. I got some clips to play too. Still, we got uh, you know Corden Pop Biden. Uh, can hair can on we his play Joe's? But he's nuts. I mean, he's he, just priceless. Isn't yeah, he? I mean, doesn't great? anybody have? And doesn't anybody in his campaign? There's got to be a consultant come that on. says, "Come on, Joe. Look, I'm going to put a little Maybe. shocker on you. When you open your mouth and you start to say something inappropriate, I'm going to hit it. So just, just stop." He's out there threatening a a, 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 a yeah. guy who questioned him at the uh, yeah. one of his town halls. He's like, "Listen, <laughs> you know." How do we know that you're not going to abuse your power as president like you did when you were vice president with your son? And, uh, you know, <laughs> That's great. How did he, by like, the I'll way? I'll challenge you to a push-up contest. Like, uh, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Like, like, what? He, he insulted the guy's weight, called yeah. him old, I mean, yeah. th- threatened him, and challenged him to a, a, a yep. push-up contest. Yep. Let's hear the uh, let's hear the uh, the leg one, though, because this is just... This is classic Joe right here. I mean, this is as good. I as didn't do anything for my son. Uh, he was on same. Air Force Two. Right. He's got zero track record of managing any money. Uh, he's, you know, he, he, I, we. It does smell a little fishy, yeah, right? No. <laughs> Nothing to see here. You're fat. <laughs> yeah, you're fat. Right. So Get here he's back at the public I'll push swimming up pool. You. Yeah. No. Here he's back at the public swimming pool where he had previously uh, talked about corn pop being a bad dude. Here he's, uh, this, I don't know how this clip escaped everybody to begin with, but here he's talking about, I guess, the hair on his leg and kids on his lap. Yes. I don't know. Let's, let's play this here. State of Delaware. Everything about. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. Roaches? And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. What the hell is he talking about? <laughs> what is he talking about? about? Go with what this? is he talking about? Oh, come Lord. on. There's got to be. He's running for president. This, yes. this isn't this, this. Look at this. Isn't the guy that's yeah. running for the school board seat? No. Or dog catcher. And this is right. he's running for president. I yeah. love kids jumping on my lap. And, and he yep. knows. I mean, he knows he has a track record that be, yes. the Republicans got to be just waiting for this stuff. I swear to God, if he is the candidate, Trump's got to just say during the debates, you Joe, just you take, take my time. time. <laughs> <laughs> just go. Joe, yeah. yeah. I, I give my time to Joe. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and hang out, <laughs> grab a cup of coffee. Joe, talk as much as you want. Uh, I mean, so, what is he talking about? <laughs> rubbing his legs, you, hair legs. I mean, yeah, so, there's, so there's the leading candidate in the Democrat Party. Yeah. Here, here is the Speaker of the House, though. Did, I mean, again, if this was a Republican, this would be front page news. By the way, he, how, did, how did that guy, by the way, get into the, to the Joe Biden thing? I mean, the, the Democrats, are, are they vet these people. Right? It's funny because now I was, a few weeks ago, I was down in our Florida office, and I um, decided that there was at a, a rally about uh, I don't know an hour away in Sunrise, Florida, for Trump. Right, so I'm like, well, I'm going to try to try to get over there. I'm close enough to get over there. Twenty thousand people inside, ten thousand people outside. Not a lot. Right. I mean, literally, th- tw- ten thousand people surrounded, all pro-Trump. So I have very few protesters. Uh, Thirty thousand people. Every time you see Joe Biden or Elizabeth Warren, there's like yeah. eight people there. It's like a dozen. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, like, and, 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 like, how did he sneak in there? I'd like, to, I'd love to be, like, I'd love to know how he did that because I'd love to be the guy that snuck yeah. in there and asked those questions, right? Yeah. Uh, but, but you know, they don't usually allow that. I mean, Andrew Cuomo doesn't allow that, they let alone even Joe ask, Biden. They didn't ask any questions. He just went off. They yeah. didn't even ask any questions. No. He just gave it a speech, and they, and they put it out there as if that uh, they thought maybe it was normal to talk about corn pop and yeah. 
and kids on your lap and rubbing your leg. No, no, but this it was is, the uh, but the guy who was questioning his son, Hunter. Oh, like oh, how, yeah, how did yeah. he get in that crowd? Well, right, never, he's blacklisted now. I'm sure. <laughs> right, no right. But it. I mean, he, there's there's only ten people in the room. People that, but they needed people to fill the seats. I mean, you know, <laughs> got to get him. He took there. a chance. He took a chance. You got to get him in there. This is Nancy Pelosi, though. Let me play this because this is the actual Speaker of the House. And if this was a Republican, they would. If, if Trump made a speech like this. They would be talking about having him committed. No joke, and rightfully so. We went there. We went there next. Landed. See better when you see it. Climbed the the walls, the hills, and all the rest, and you didn't get a chance to go home. That was five years ago when we went there. I was. Our purpose is to be thanking the veterans, not to attend an event, but to thank the veterans. So, and they were just so fabulous and so courageous. So this was five years ago. So if they were 18, 19 at the time, they were around nine, or 20, they were around 89, 90 at the time. What is she talking about? I, she's just rambling, and you got to see her. She's is she just, intoxicated? I think she might be. She's, she's got. The I'm not even trying to be mean. I mean, if she's drunk, she's I get it. Free. She might be. But again, if this was a Republican, if, if right. somebody, get, if, if 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 Trump got up. And, and, you know, she's like, I don't know if her dentures are loose. She's got something wrong with her mouth. It's like the, uh, uh, you know, the. the, uh, Yeah, I'm almost starting to feel bad. Like, did she have a stroke or is there something wrong? I don't know. It's just amazing to me. But but again, like the media just buries like, oh, nothing to see here. Like Hillary falling into the car. Remember? Yeah. She falls down the stairs and Ah. they drag her and they throw her into the car. And the media's like, (laughs) nothing to see here. If it wasn't for that one guy right. who just so happened to have a cell phone camera and took the video of her drag being dragged off of the curb and thrown right. into the back of the SUV, right. we would have never known. Like, oh, no, Hillary's totally fine. She's totally healthy. No, she's, she's great. You know, yeah. yeah, she doesn't pass out every week or so. That's, that's normal. Yeah. I mean, she passed out. She hit her head. She had to wear those thick glasses, right? Mm-hmm. She passed out and, and was thrown in the back of the SUV. She fell down the stairs. I remember seeing the video where they're like, you know, she can't even walk a flight of stairs. <laughs> And yet they're telling us that she's super healthy. Now, Trump, on the other hand, who is super healthy, who sleeps like four or five hours a night, goes to the doctor because he has, uh, you know, just wants a checkup or, or had some issue going on. They're like, oh, yeah. must be, be a heart, heart attack. Could be heart problems. <laughs> he may have a heart attack. This is a serious issue. He could run circles around <laughs> right. these folks. Right. And the best part is, is people like, uh, 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 what's his uh, Chaliza or what is his name on uh, CNN? The, the Pillsbury Doughboy guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, uh. man. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, these they, guys, they mean, actually called. They actually said they think he, they thought he was having a heart attack. Yeah, He's like, exactly. Oh, <laughs> really? Unreal. No, I think I'm fine. <laughs> uh, all right, Rambo, oh, Jim, man. John, up on deck. We're going to talk a uh, place where money meets politics. By the way, uh, financial guys, you need us throughout the week, folks. We do have a lot of fun with the show. We do manage money for a living. If you think like us, use our team as a resource. Six three three fifteen fifteen. If you're out in the Rochester area, eight three three fin guys. Eight three three fin guys. Uh, if you want to hop on board here, I promise we're going to get your calls and questions on the other side of the break. 1-800-616-9236. 1-800-616-9236. Financial Guys, Financial Guys Radio Network, Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle. We'll be back. By the way, uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and uh, go to our website for all our social media stuff, podcast, everything, financialguys.com. We'll be back.
The following is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. It's time to talk money. <laughs> Nothing to see here. This is the show where money meets politics. We will answer your financial questions. We do manage money Monday through Friday. It's the Financial Guys radio program with local financial experts Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. And we have a ton of fun with this show. Long story short, he said you're offending a whole group of people. Well, duh. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't want them. Well, I didn't do anything wrong, and now I'm going to plead the fifth. So mm. screw you. Yeah. Like, really? I mean, you know, I added to screw you, of course, but <laughs> we've done this show for 20 years. Ever. I'm getting sick of winning. Winning. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you want to join us on the air, we'll welcome Tom in Boston. Don in Rochester. Rambo Jim in North Tonawanda. It's hard to believe that 20 years has gone by so fast. Now, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Alrighty, welcome back. Financial Guys Radio Network, Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, the place where money meets politics. Here until 3 o'clock, folks, so hop on board, 1-800-616-9236. After the break, we're going to have some of the folks on from Junior Achievement to learn what they're doing to help uh, some of our young folks out there, educating them on finance. So, uh, But if you want to hop on board, again, uh, Rambo, Jim, John, in Rochester, up on deck, 1-800-616-9236. And uh, getting a lot of neat text here. Let's see. Nancy got confused because for the first time in a long time, she wore a flag pin when she went for impeachment. <laughs> <laughs> Bloomberg. Well, that will scramble anybody's brain on the left. That's that will. For sure. They admits, uh, Bloomberg admits to taxing poor people to control them because he and the government know how they should run their lives. That's true. Exactly. And uh, the guy uh, Biden challenged apparently is an ex-Marine. I don't know if this is true. This is a text that's coming in. He would snap Biden's neck. <laughs> Listen, okay. let me play a little Biden here. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you how, how a, a mean dude Biden is. He, this, is this is him. Tough guy. Real con- tough guy, Jeff. Here he is confronting Corn Pop. Okay. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. Bad dude. And he ran a bunch of bad boys. Bad dude. Bad dude. And, uh, but Biden Nobody named Corn Pop is a bad dude. Let me tell Nobody, you that joke. He, had, they were gonna, he was told by the janitor to come downstairs, and uh, here's a, he cut off a six-foot length of chain, he went on to be, uh, tell the audience, and <laughs> he said, if you're gonna, you may cut me, but I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. That's what <laughs> tough guy Biden. Remember, no he violence. said he would take uh, Trump out back, too. He's, That's right. he's a tough guy. He is a tough guy. Isn't he, what is he, like 78 years old? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, Biden. I feel yeah. bad. I mean, honestly, I, I think Joe is a good guy. I think he means well. I, well, I do, too. Outside yeah. of the uh, smelling and then being a pervert. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think he, he you know... But somebody please just, just for lots, his lots own, of people for talk about uh, sake. Yeah, <laughs> children rubbing their <laughs> leg hair. That's pretty common, especially on the presidential uh, campaign. Yeah, that's what's well, normal. That's always normal. yeah. Camilla uh, down, by the way, we forgot to uh, we forgot to mention that Camilla Harris uh, uh, re- uh, dropped out of the race this week, and you know everybody Shucks. with a brain in their head saw that one coming. Yeah, I think there was actually the uh, the exact moment I think uh, when she uh, when she blew it was uh, when she was during the last <laughs> debate. When she uh, laid into uh, a Biden, and nobody likes to hear that annoying kind of nasally, scratchy, obnoxious yep. kind of, you know, she just—I mean, this was—I just got right here is the exact moment when her campaign went down in flames. Does the vice president have a point there? Some things you can, many things you can't. Let's let the senator answer. 
Well, I mean, I would just say, hey, Joe, yeah. instead of saying no, we can't, let's say yes, we can. Yes. <laughs> Joe. Let's be constitutional. Yeah, it was right there. It was exactly <laughs> there when her campaign went <laughs> and imploded. Yep. Exactly that. That was the exact moment mm-hmm. when uh, when she completely uh, flushed her campaign on the toilet. Nobody likes that drunk, annoying kind of, you know, hey, good to see everybody. Yay. <laughs> like nobody wants to spend four hours at a no. holiday party with that, let alone no. four years We're, in the White House with that. Ugh, works ugh. for a segment or two on Saturday Night Live. Outside yeah, of that, exactly. doesn't yeah. Uh, according to a new government study, we're talking about winning here, September marked the first month U.S. exports of crude oil and petroleum products surpassed imports since the government began recording the data in 1949. Wow. Wow. In short, the U.S. is energy independent for the first time in 70 years. Trump is evil. Oh, what a racist scumbag. the worst president ever. Crimes left, right, and center. There's yet to be anybody, by the way, and I love uh, Matt Getz this week on the uh, in the impeachment hearing. Oh, here. that was great. Did do you anybody, have that video, by the way, if oh, we can play that for the end? Oh, absolutely. I sure do. I sure <laughs> do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he, was, <laughs> he was great. He was great. <laughs> he was. Just, I mean, his demeanor, everything. <laughs> anybody he got was, anybody, anybody actually, anybody. raise your hand if you actually got anybody. any proof of that Trump doing anything wrong. Nobody raises anybody their hand. Here. That should have been it. Right there. Anybody the taxpayers should be outraged <laughs> at this impeachment garbage. Just outraged. What a waste of money and time and energy does anybody have any proof nope not yep. one of you not nope. one of you why are we here why yep, are we exactly. here exactly oh yeah but he grilled that professor now, me, yeah here it also suggests that when you invoke the president's son's name here when you try to make a little joke out of referencing baron trump that does not lend credibility to your argument it makes you look mean it makes you look like you're attacking someone's family the minor child of the president of the united states so let's see if we can get into the facts to all of the witnesses if you have personal knowledge of a single material fact in the shift report please raise your hand not one <laughs> and let the record reflect no personal knowledge of a single fact and you know what <laughs> a single fact that no. doesn't that end it doesn't that end it i mean right. come on come on it's hey, over I, I look it i know some of you liberals out there listen to the show it's a it's a it's a car wreck for you, you got you can't help but listen to the show. you know what that, re- uh, that doesn't that end it come on i mean rem- not one material fact not one of you witnesses has one single fact that you know about nope no. Nope. Remember the scene in My Cousin Vinny? <laughs> Remember that movie where at the end he goes, can you see through this over here? Can you take your glasses off, dear? Can you see this at all? Well, how many fingers am I holding up? She has no idea, and that's like it. Yeah. <gasps> Everyone in the courtroom goes, oh, she couldn't see, and that was the case. Like, wow, and then they you know, they go free, and they get out of jail. Remember the My – this is like the My Cousin Vinny scene, except they're not walking away going, there it is. That's – that's it. They're still going forward. And Frank, can you find some going, uh, My Cousin Vinny clips? Yeah. we got to find some <laughs> clips out of that. Now i got to go watch that movie tonight. Right? What are, what's uh, a ute? What's a, what is a ute? <laughs> Two utes. Two utes. What's a ute? Anyway. All right, let's go. Let's uh, seek in some phone calls here. Right. Uh, we'll, we'll go in order. Rambo Jim, how are you, bud? Yeah, good, guys. I'm going to get straight to the point. If, if President Trump ever does debate with uh, – uh, senile Joe Biden, assuming that he gets the Democratic nomination, the very first thing out of President Trump's mouth should be this. Joe, go home, take a shower, drink some warm milk, go to bed. Dismiss <laughs> him out of hand immediately for the joke that he is. Who's more senile, Biden? 
Biden or Pelosi. Yeah. I All he's got to say is, tell me about your son, Hunter, Joe. Yeah. And then say, now I'll give you my time. And <laughs> yeah. Joe will just explode. He'll just yeah. go off on, no corruption here. No corruption here. Nobody's questioned corruption. <laughs> that man, he's corrupt. Yeah. Ask him the question. Gee, look at him. He'll just lose it. Uh, I'll just snap. Another point. You guys were talking about how far the Democratic Party has degenerated. Mm-hmm. You guys ready for this question? I want to ask you this. If you don't know, it's okay. Don't be embarrassed. But I'm just doing this to make a point. <laughs> Who authorized the Green Beret for Special Forces. No idea. No idea. President Kennedy. Mm-hmm. When I was state, uh, Kennedy would be he would he would be a conservative Republican. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? He mm-hmm. racist Nazi Klansman, white supremacist, white nationalist. If he was alive and in the Democratic Party today, they would kick President Kennedy out. Yeah. They made a movie about his exploits in World would be- War Two. P.T. Bull 109. Harry Truman was an artillery officer in World War One, and nobody can call this radio station say that guy doesn't know his history. Harry Truman commanded an artillery unit in World War One. Yeah, gone from warrior Democrats to guys like Polakars, yeah. Brian Higgins, and Andrew Cuomo, and the rest of that trash. Yep. Shifted awfully radically far to the left. Really, I mean, even since Obama. I, I mean, you know, we saw through Obama, but Obama's first run at it was he was. Remember, it was unpatriotic to have all this debt and close the borders. Yeah. That's right. I mean, yep. very different than what we have today. Today, it's no you're, anybody can come over the border. By the way, if you if you cause a crime, we're not going to you know charge any bail. You can just go on your way. You know, blah 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 blah. List goes on and on. Right. You know, I, I want to make one final point. I know there's other people on hold. This is so important. When I was a little kid, I think it might have been either right before or right after President Kennedy was assassinated, they came out with that movie, P.T. Boat 109. The, uh, we went to the Sheridan Drive in, in a station wagon full of kids because we had uh, six boys and one girl in my family. The place was jammed. There was not an empty speaker post in the entire drive-in. I mean, think where the Democrats used to be. Big yep. difference. Huge difference, Jim. No Huge doubt difference, about it. yep. You're dating yourself with the station wagon. People are starting to realize, though. They're starting to wake up and realize <laughs> you, that this is not their Democrat no. party anymore, right? So no. thanks, Jim, for the call. We appreciate it. But they're waking up going, wait a minute now. Hold on a second. When did the Democrat Party become the party of communists and socialists? When did the Democrat Party become the party of, of you know, after birth or late term abortions like that's not no it was it used to be the working man party right yeah it was i we're going to support the working man we're going to support now it's we're going to support welfare we're going to support any legal aliens that's right um let's before the break here let's sneak in phil provenzano phil one of our medicare experts how are you phil you still standing buddy long season huh (laughs) last day (laughs) last day today's the last day yeah it's the last day uh for open enrollment we took uh I talked to Brian from the office a little bit ago. I know that he took a couple apps this morning. I wrote three apps this morning, so there's not too late. It's not too late. Not too late. <laughs> it's the last. We got all about three hours and forty-three minutes. Uh, <laughs> Phil, let me ask you. I mean, we've had a crazy Medicare season, which was awesome. We saw so many great people between yeah, the Buffalo and the Rochester office. But uh, you know, I think um, I think people. Don't understand that you know you can you can look at your Medicare throughout the entire season, right? I mean, it doesn't just need to be open enrollment season, right? Absolutely. I mean, there is 54 days that the government gives you. You know, they want to make your 
they want to make help you make an important decision, you know, in only 54 days. They give you 54 days to make a decision, but it doesn't mean that's the only time, October 15th through December 7th, that you can make changes. Um, 2019 uh, actually is unrolling uh, a new enrollment period that people aren't even really aware of, which runs from January 1st to March 31st. Uh, and there's, but again, not only that, outside of those enrollment periods, you can take a look and just make sure that you are on the right plans because we are experts in what we do. And there's special enrollment periods that you might qualify for that you may not even know exist. Yeah, and I think, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, some people might you know rush to make a decision because the government gives you this limited window, and then they find out that maybe they didn't pick the right plan or right. things change in their life, right? I mean, all of a sudden you get sick or you realize you're traveling and your plan doesn't cover you. Uh, you know, we can be, or you, I, I, you can be an expert, and our team can be an expert for those people all year round, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that, and that is what we are seeing. You know, I have people that that are calling, and it's not the last minute they're calling, but they're calling because they're getting inundated with these, you know, they're these scare tactics, tactics that these carriers are giving them to all their changes. So they're calling, and because you know, to, for us to renew. Well, the thing is, is not only could you possibly make a decision and go into a wrong plan. That is exactly why they created that new enrollment period for January 1st to March 31st, because people make changes because, again, this industry doesn't have the most uh, ethical people. You know, some of the people aren't ethical, unlike our office, and they take advantage of this population. And so they put them into a plan that doesn't fit for them. And, again, they created this enrollment to give them an opportunity to switch out of it to and, and research again as well. So that's, that's yeah. Well, and, and some people too just have the best of intentions, but they only represent one or two companies, right? So what do you think they're going to sell you? It's like walking into a car dealership that only sells maybe Chevy or Chevy products, but you really need a Ford. Well, of course they're going to try to tell you the Chevy's going to fit best for you. Difference is our office we're totally independent, so we can kind of take a look at all the different makes and models and try to design what's going to be best for you and advise you, you know, to the you know, yeah. The, the other thing, way. the other thing we've seen a lot of is that people take advice from friends and family as opposed to somebody yep. who's an AHIP certified independent agent, right, Phil? Always well intentioned. I do these seminars at all of the local um, rec centers and all of the community, you know, all the senior living communities, and I cannot tell you, especially this year. How many times that I have heard, um, oh, you know what? My son and her daughter, they just did this for me. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that is amazing. Um, what licenses do they have? <laughs> oh, no, he's actually a, um, he, he's, he's a, he's actually a mechanic. <laughs> right. I go, he's what? Yeah, best of intentions, again, but probably not the right plan. Um, one final thing before I let you go. Uh, people turning 65, when should they call one of our independent experts, Phil? Uh, great question. And so as we uh, approach our post-ADP season, we're going to be going back into that. We have a document that we created. Uh, we call it the T65 checklist. We actually love when people start about nine months out. Uh, if you want that checklist, please call in. We can send you that checklist. It literally outlines every single possible thing you have to do and, and walk you through it. Now, if you're past that window, uh, I would say, again, you can at least do it three months ahead. But don't procrastinate because it's it's a lot harder on our part to get all the parts moving 
to get it done. So I would say nine months, and absolutely, we'd love to love to help you out through that, that through that process. Awesome, buddy. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate you calling in. I know you guys have had a crazy season, and uh, you're still working. And last day, and, and uh, you you carved out a little time to help our listeners. So I appreciate that, bud. Yeah, absolutely, man. Great job, guys. I'll talk to you guys later. All right, eight three three Fin guys. If you're out in the Rochester and you need help, whether it's financial planning or Medicare planning, and of course six three three fifteen fifteen right here in. Uh, Williamsville, New York. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. We're going to get to your calls and questions. Eric and Medina, John and Rochester, stick with us here. And some folks from Junior Achievement will be talking about uh, what we're doing to help prepare some of the young folks out there when it comes to uh, money and, and financial planning. So we'll be back here on Financial Guys Radio Network. You're listening to The Financial Guys. The story was an American and a Russian arguing about their two countries. And the American said, look, in my country, I can walk into the Oval Office. I can pound the president's desk and say, Mr. President, I don't like the way you're running our country. And the Russian said, I can do that. The American said, you can? He says, yes. I can go into the Kremlin, to the general secretary's office, pound his desk and say, Mr. General Secretary, I don't like the way President Reagan's running his country. Here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All righty, welcome back. Financial Guys Radio Network, Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, the place where money meets politics. We have a lot of fun with this show, folks. If you need us throughout the week, 633-1515 here in Buffalo and Williamsville, New York, our flagship office, 305 Spindrift, and out in Rochester, 833-FINGUYS, 833-FINGUYS. In studio with us, the folks from Junior Achievement, Lori Mahoney and Tara Hanforth, and uh, maybe you can tell us a little bit about what Junior Achievement is. So Junior Achievement is an in-classroom program, for the most part, that uh, we go to K to 12th grade that will teach students either financial literacy, entrepreneurship, or career and work readiness skills. And we do that via a network of last year with 783 volunteers that went into the classrooms of the eight counties of Western New York that our area serves. Wow, 783 volunteers. That's awesome. I know some of our folks have volunteered in the past out of the financial guys. Uh, K through 12. Tell me about what what, what are they learning about? I mean, to to us, we've talked about this for a long time, about not to take away from things like Spanish or learning French, but man, when it comes to learning about money and budgeting and and really the, the damage that a credit card can do and, you know, uh, and how to, what's the difference between an asset and liability and debt and all that stuff. That's huge. I mean, to me, it should be a priority. What, what is really, what is the goal behind junior achievement? If I was to say, what are the, what are the, what are they trying to focus on? Well, I think they're trying to educate in our local communities and help build the communities up. I'm with Wells Fargo and we are a proud supporter of JA and all of the programs that they run in our local community because JA really aligns with our deep commitment to financial education and improving the financial health of our local community. You know, our greatest priority is really helping people succeed financially and build better lives. Yeah, and start when they're young, right? That's exactly right. I mean, that's the key to money management. I'll tell you, I, I share the story all the time. My father, when I was a kid, we'd go fishing all the time, and he would tell me about, he and he didn't really understand it all, but 
he was like, I'm putting money in this 401k plan. And when you start to, I was like 12. I don't even know what a 401k plan is, Dad. But he's like, when you're old enough, you're going to start putting money away. But he was trying to enforce and instill good habits in me at that young age. And he said, I remember him laughing. Your mother thinks I'm putting too much money away, but I, I, I think it'll pay off in the future. And it did. You know, It did really help secure their retirement and, and what they were doing. But those life lessons I learned as a very young child, 10, 11, 12. I remember my dad talking about you know, going out and fishing and, 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 and learning some of those valuable lessons. Um, what, are you, what are you looking for, volunteers? Is that the key? Is that what we're here for today to try to – I know a lot of financial planners out there listen to us, um, you know, uh, and, uh, and I know there's a lot of good financial planners in the area that I think would – you know, that do volunteer and help, right? And that's – is that the number one priority today, just to look for some volunteers? For us, uh, certainly volunteers are as important a currency as is the financial support that we receive. So our partners – bring, you know, financial support, which of course I think is obvious. All nonprofits need financial support, but what isn't obvious is because it is a volunteer delivered program, and that's really the unique differentiator of um, a couple of things. That volunteers go in the classroom, that's unique, and that the lessons are multi-lessons. So it's not just a one-time speaker coming in. They're coming in with lessons that are all aligned with New York State curriculum. They're reinforcing what the teacher is currently teaching in that classroom. So it's a reiteration, and I think we all know that sometimes you learn something one way and you don't really get it and then somebody else comes in and just says it a little bit differently and from maybe a more real world perspective and you're like oh now this makes sense to me so that's really um important and um and the volunteers bring that real world real world aspect which middle and middle school in particular um that's when the graduation rate is really impacted, when they make decisions about do I stay in school or do I not. And it's they're really trying to connect what they're learning to real world. And mm-hmm. if you can't make that connection, those are the kids that we start to lose. Yeah. Well, hold that thought. Would you guys stay stay over for a few minutes after the break sure, here? Sure. All right. Folks from Junior Achievement, and I promise, Eric and John, we're going to get to your calls here. Place where money meets politics. Financial Guys Radio Network, Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle. Need us throughout the week, folks. 633-1515-833-FINGUYS if you're out in the Rochester area. And our website, thefinancialguys.com. If you have any specific financial questions you want to send to us, uh, use us as a resource. Again, uh, financialguys.com. We'll be back. Financial Guys Radio Network. You're listening to The Financial Guys. This is the show where money meets politics. I'm your host today, Glenn Wiggle, here with Mike Lomas. It's time to talk money. Do you know what he's done? The gap between the rich and the poor is going down. We've got 3.6% unemployment rates. Do you know what this man is doing? The media will come out as the lapdogs, you know, kissing the butt of the Democrat Party. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930. Alrighty, welcome back. Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, Financial Guys, place where money meets politics. And uh, we're just going to wrap up here with the folks from Junior Achievement, Lori Mahoney and Tara Hanforth. And uh, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. And I appreciate everything you two do. Uh, maybe at some point, Mike uh, Lomas and Glenn Wiggle can come up with a junior achievement for um, the place where money meets politics for children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a lot of fun, I bet. I would love to see that go over in some of the uh, public schools. Yeah, well, uh, at least it'd be bouncing things off a little bit. You know, I wanted to uh, <clears throat> I wanted to thank you, too. I get my, my Uncle Phil was extraordinarily yes. involved with uh, junior achievement. It was one of his uh, pet projects. And, you know, whether you're a financial advisor or an accountant or just a business person in general, he was, of course, a CPA for 45 
25 years and uh, yep. then, you know, ended up uh, becoming a, a professor at Medai for another 12 years teaching economics and business and stuff like that. So no matter what your profession is, you can certainly help out. And I wanted to thank you guys for the very kind letter you sent over when he passed away back in uh, September. It was very sweet. Uh, for you guys to think of them. So oh, thank yeah. You. yeah. And that's a great point, too. It's not just financial planners, accountants, business leaders, right? And so tell us about some of the events you have co- up, up, you know, coming up and, uh, and you know, maybe plug some phone numbers and some websites that people sure. can get involved with. Certainly. So we're most proud of on December 1st this year, our organization as a whole turned 100 years old. Wow. So uh, wow. the Niagara Falls was green. The Peace Bridge was green. The Electric Light Tower, the Buffalo News Building. So we got some great, some great PR around that. And our culminating event, is going to be our Inspiring Tomorrow Centennial Gala on May 14th of next year. Uh, Wells Fargo is our presenting sponsor. So Tara can certainly uh, tell us why they felt important to step up and be a presenting sponsor of this. Well, we feel very strongly about the mission at Junior Achievement as it aligns well with one of our primary goals of helping people be successful financially. As you mentioned earlier, it's all about teaching and building good habits earlier in life uh, that help build up our communities and sustain them. Our people um, on an annual basis volunteer over 47,000 hours, all geared towards financial health and well-being of individuals and families. And when we look at what JA brings to the community, we find it very complimentary and are really proud to be involved with such a great organization. Yeah, so how can people find out information about, you know, for other sponsorships I'm sure you're looking for and just people get involved? Absolutely, so our website is www.jawny.org and certainly if someone would like to um, to talk to me and, and about something in particular, you can get a hold of us at 716-853-1381. 1381-853-1381. And I think there's Correct. a lot of folks out there that have the passion to teach, yes. uh, but not necessarily the time to be a full-time professor. Uh, Glenn was talking about his Uncle Phil. His Uncle Phil was instrumental at helping us when we were young. He was very involved in, in uh, helping us put together presentations and all that stuff. And it was funny because he was an accountant for 45 years, but in his heart, he was really a teacher forever. Yes. And I think at the end of his life, he got to go back and teach what he loved. But yeah. I think this was a, a, a piece of of that project. So really, really cool stuff. 853-1381. That's www.jawny.org. Okay. You two are awesome. Keep up the good Thank work. You. And if there's any way you can get your hands on some of our politicians in the state to teach them financial planning, <laughs> I am all in it might at be paying too late. for the plane ticket. <laughs> it might, it's it way too late. late. It's right. way too late. $6.1 billion shortfall this year. And uh, they're telling us they're doing a good job. So thank you two so much. Awesome. Thank you. One last time, 853-1381 if you want to get involved. Um, I'm going to sneak in a quick phone call, Glenn, and then we're going to go to Brian Graham, who Brian, we plugged last week about uh, helping Brian and, uh, and the family. And uh, actually, it's uh, Sandy, the aunt of Brian Graham, right? Is that that's who's going to be on I think with actually, us? I think it's, uh, Brian's father's actually on, I believe. Okay, perfect. So we're going to go to Brian in a second. But we asked for support uh, to help Brian. He needs a liver transplant. And um, I, the, I, we were overwhelmed with the support he got last week. Um, and so he, the, the family wanted to call in and, uh, and thank us, and we wanted to make sure we get more plugs. So um, we're going to get to uh, Brian in a second. So Brian Sr. is on the phone, we think. But yep. uh, let me just sneak in a phone call here. Eric's been waiting. John in Rochester, I promise we're going to get to you. So uh, Eric and Medina, how are you, Eric? Thanks for holding. I am good. Thank you very much for taking my call. You got it. And appreciate you holding for so long. 
Oh, not a problem. I have uh, what I think is a very simple question. Um, when I've been watching this impeachment foolishness, they keep saying that Donald Trump is guilty of using his office's power against a political rival. Mm -hmm. But I'm unclear as to who that political rival is. <laughs> so are they. <laughs> And I know yeah. it keeps moving around, but yeah. Well, first it was bribery and something else, so they don't even know what they're what they're impeaching him for, really. But Joe Biden is a citizen. He mm. holds no office. He isn't running for an office at the moment. I mean, he's running for the ability to run for an office. Right, right. So he's technically the opponent of the other Democrats, but even more so than that is that the call to the Ukrainian president was two weeks before Biden even announced he was going to run. Right. So think about that. So forget about the fact that he's not even made it out of the primary yet. The call with the Ukrainian president was before he had even announced that he was jumping into the race. Now, there was speculation he was jumping into the race, but at that point, he definitely, definitely, definitely was not a candidate at the time. Look, there's nothing wrong with the president of the United States asking for assistance from a foreign country in investigating, you know, fraud and, and corruption and things like that. There's all kinds of ample evidence that Biden and Obama and Clinton were selling favor to the White House and, and using these, the, their, their political positions for their own personal gain, right? You, how do you make the case that the president was doing this for his own personal gain when there hasn't yet been any personal gain. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Then you can contrast that with the Biden family, and you can't possibly make the argument that there's no political or, or personal gain, right? There was a lot of personal gain to the tune of about $80,000 a month personal gain, yeah. right? Yeah. That's a lot of personal gain. So yeah. it's just this whole thing is ridiculous. I mean, you, when, when Matt Getz asked the question, is anybody here, any of the witnesses, raise your hand, if you have any actual evidence of any crimes being committed and nobody raises their hand, mm. I'm telling you, that's the, the my, you know, the my cousin Minnie, you know, where he, when, when, the, when the poor woman takes off her glasses and she can't identify who is standing in the back of the courtroom, right? That yeah. was it. Cheers. Movie over. They're free. Yep. Right? It's done. If it's, it's done. I, I always say it, Brad, Eric, if it smells like an outhouse and looks like an outhouse, it's probably <laughs> yeah. an outhouse. Mm -hmm. And uh, the fact that uh, Biden is getting angry now, uh, should tell you something, oh, yeah. right? It should tell Every you that, hmm, yeah, boy, why are you getting so mad? Why are you getting so mad? But you know what? If there was nothing, if you did nothing wrong, you said, ah, oh, look at it. We did nothing wrong, right? right. My, my, you know, lots of kids go on uh, Air Force Two to the Ukraine uh, yeah. and then walk away with a billion dollars two weeks later. Yeah, to hmm. China, yeah. Yeah, or China. Not myself. No, <laughs> that's right. Oh, All right, thanks for the call, Eric. Appreciate it, buddy. All right, uh, let's uh, let's welcome Brian in here. And uh, John in Rochester, I'm going to get to you right after this. 1-800-616-9236 if somebody else wants to hop on board. Uh, Brian Graham, right? Brian Graham, yeah. Hi, everyone. Brian Graham Sr., right? Senior, yeah. All right. Senior. Well, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. You know, last week, you're, you're part of our hunting group, and, and you've become a good friend of mine over the last several years, and you know, we talk a lot about our law enforcement and immigration and, and, and border patrol. And not only is your son, you've got multiple sons that are involved in the border patrol and ICE and uh, as well as other family members as well. So tell us about uh, your family and their involvement with the border, and then we'll get into uh, some of the charity stuff. Yeah. Uh, my oldest son needs liver transplant, is, uh, works for the Board Customs and Border uh, Protection here in Buffalo. And uh, my youngest son, uh, Brad, he works for ICE, 
in the immigration enforcement of part of the law. Wow. Now, you were fortunate enough to find another family member, a, a cousin, I believe, that happens to be a match for Brian. So really a, a miracle there to, to find somebody who is in within the family that's willing to, to make this donation. But, you know, when you talk about the needs and the cost, right, so the, the health insurance covers, you know, part of the procedure. Of course, there's co-pays and things like that. But it doesn't cover things like lost wages, not only for the for, for Brian, but for also the donor as well, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Our uh, cousin, his cousin, is um, his name's Ryan. He's a border protection agent in Tucson, Arizona area. <laughs> thank. By the way, can you just thank your family? <laughs> yeah, you got to be extremely proud of these guys. Yeah, he's also our hero. You know, for uh, stepping up and uh, flying in and and being tested at UPMC in Pittsburgh, and found out that he's a perfect match for my son. That that's that's. So above and beyond what it, what we ever could expect. Yeah, just amazing. So last week we we started off, you know, our, our plea for for folks to make donations. We were just a your your, your GoFundMe campaign was just a little bit over twenty thousand, and uh, by the end of the weekend, I believe you were over twenty four thousand. And now here a week later, you're over thirty thousand, which is fantastic. Yeah, but you still have a long way to go, right? Yep. Yes. Yes. And uh, we're uh, we wanted to thank. Uh, um, the financial guys for, for helping us with this, and also my sister-in-law, Penny, for starting the GoFundMe page, and all the listeners and your program that supported it that's for their support and generous uh, donations. Yeah, it was unreal. As we were on the air last week, I, we could see donations coming in for $50, $100, $500. I mean, somebody donated 500 bucks. That's awesome. awesome. Even this week, we had calls into the office. Uh, saying, look, they didn't feel comfortable. They weren't really familiar with the GoFundMe yet, but they wanted to send in a check. So yeah, if you can stopping by even. I mean, yeah, it was awesome. Just the outpouring was unreal. Thank you. Yeah, so of much course, everybody. that's our WBN listeners, and that's yeah. those nasty right-wing conservatives that are yeah, that are exactly. always the ones that are helpful. But um, and, and and we can't you know thank everybody enough who stepped up last week and during the week to to be able to help. Uh, Brian, can you plug the GoFundMe page once again? And by the way, your son Brian, this is a genetic disease, right? That's the the liver. Uh, transplant that he needs is uh, uh i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off there can i plug in one other thing too of course yeah, also a local construction company nci construction it's a local construction company in the area who's donated twenty five hundred dollars and is challenging all the corporations to match this generous do- um, donation so I, I i wanted to mention that that was a a, a a financial boost for us and uh awesome. we're Truly grateful for that. That's awesome! Yeah, wow, thank you, thank you so much. So hats off to NCI and uh, and how can people match that donation? So if other corporations want to get involved or other individuals want to get involved, would they go through the GoFundMe page? And if so, what is the? Uh, can you if you can plug that again? That'd be great. Yeah, it's a GoFundMe.com and look for Brian's liver transplant. And I believe also you have on the website your website. We do. It's right on our homepage at thefinancialguys.com, so that might be a, uh, might be an easier way to go as well. So if you just go to our webpage at thefinancialguys.com, you can click on the link right in the middle of the page. That will take you there, and uh, whether you're a, a business that wants to match NCI construction or you're an individual, everything adds up. Okay. I, I, I've been watching the page, and it's just great to see the – you know, 100, 200, 20s, yeah. 50s. $10. You know, just roll in. Awesome. <laughs> Anything helps, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much, Brian, and our thoughts and prayers to your family. And uh, and please tell your family thank you for uh, protecting our nation, by the way. Yep. And we'll keep plugging away for you. Yep. Much for having us on. Thank you, Glenn.
<laughs> You're welcome. Thank you, guys. All right, guys. All right, uh, the GoFundMe pages. Uh, you can go to financialguys.com if there's any way, shape, or form you can help. And we had a lot of cool messages last week, too, which brought a tear to my eye. Like, hey, if any friend of Financial Guys is a friend of mine. Yeah, and I just Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We really don't. Uh, I think, you know, out of the 20 years, we, uh, we raised some money for Children's Hospital last year. We were a part of that. But we really don't ask for a lot of money. But this is a big deal, and it's a friend of, uh, of ours. And, um, and we, any help, you know, we truly appreciate it. Um, let's take a quick break. John and Rochester, you are first up on deck when we come back. 1-800-616-9236. If you need us throughout the week, folks, we do manage money for a living. 633-1515 here in Western New York. Out in Rochester, 833 Guys. We have an office out in the Rochester area. Independent, one-stop financial shop, whether it's financial planning, Medicare planning, auto insurance, homeowners insurance. We have over 25 different lines that Mike Sparaza can shop for you. Give him 14 minutes and let him shop over 25 companies. It's so easy. A liberal could do it. We'll be back here on Financial Guys Radio Network. make age an issue of this campaign. I am not going to exploit for political purposes my opponent's youth and inexperience. Although I've been around for a while, I can remember when a hot story broke and the reporters would run in yelling, stop the chisels. But I am aware of my age. When I go in for a physical now, they no longer ask me how old I am. They just carbon date me. You're listening to The Financial Guys, local financial experts Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All righty, welcome back. Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, the place where money meets politics all over the place today, folks. I appreciate you uh, spending some time with us here on a Saturday afternoon. If you need our help throughout the week, if you think like us, uh, we get to work with folks that think like us Monday through Friday, and it's awesome. 633-1515 in Western New York here, 305 Spindrift. Uh, go to our website, by the way, um, for all of our upcoming workshops. We have a training center right in uh, 305 Spindrift. So we're on the corner of Spindrift and Worley there. And uh, use our team as a resource. If you're out in the Rochester area, we have an office out that way, 833-FINGUYS. And we have independent uh, Social Security experts out there, Medicare experts, and, of course, uh, financial planning. Whether it's uh, registered investment advisors, certified financial planners, chartered financial analysts, we have them all under one roof. It really, truly is a one-stop financial shop. So use our team as a resource. Uh, let's. Uh, if you want to hop on board here, 1-800-616-9236, 1-800-616-9236. Let's welcome John in Rochester. How are you, John? Thanks for holding. Hey, Glenn and Mike. I'm, do- I'm doing great, doing great. Listen, uh, Bills win tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You're like me. We're just, we, you know, I've been, I, I, I called it this year, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> I said they will be ten, at least 10 and 6. Now, I've said that for the last 17 years. <laughs> well, I- but like any good economist. I had eleven and five, and if they beat, if they would have beat Cleveland. I, I predicted twelve and four, but they should have beat Cleveland. We could, we could still, uh, we could still be thirteen and three, guys. Run to- I know, I know. Let's uh, take it one game at a time. You know, that's uh, they're making history tomorrow. Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, and Allen, uh, Josh Allen have over fourteen hundred yards rushing. That's the first time. That that's the most amount of rushing yards two quarterbacks have ever had playing against each other at this point. In- Year, so. I know one of you guys are going to be there, too. 
Yep, I'll be there. Yep, Mike will be there. Mm-hmm. But you know, you're talking about the that bail bill that uh, it's going to take yeah. effect January 1st. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there's other aspects of that bail bail bill too. Uh, oh, it gets better. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. The uh, <laughs> oh, good. the uh, prosecutor I just thought letting sex offenders out on the street without bail is a good thing. They have, yeah. and I'm not an attorney, but uh, they only have 15 days now to present turnover evidence to the, the to the defense mm-hmm. in in the criminal uh, proceedings, and that's not enough time. If they don't turn over the evidence within 15 days, they could throw out the case. So uh, it's gotten uh, the sheriff down in uh, Livingston County. They they bust a lot of uh, uh, drug smugglers that come up from New York City via 390 mm-hmm. uh, up into Rochester. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the, he says we're going to have to stop arresting these drug smugglers. Yeah, that's perfect. Perfect. We don't. Uh, Fifteen days is not enough time for us. So this is how the able to arrest them. This is how the Democrats do it, though, John. They to get the jail population down, they just stop arresting people <laughs> right. or they release criminals. It was like in the '90s when Bill Clinton wanted to get the unemployment rate down. He just right. arrested a whole bunch of people and then, and, and then what put them in jail, and then they couldn't look for jobs anymore, and they fell off the unemployment rules. So yeah. what they'll do is they'll solved. change what a crime is, so crime rates yeah. will be down, right? Exactly. Yep. So, exactly. you know, in the case of these uh, folks that were running an illegal dog ring, uh, yeah. fighting ring, um, that won't be a crime anymore. So we won't record success. it. It's like yep. it's like it's like the graduation rates, right? Like, you yeah, know, like, hey, exactly. look at they're not passing. A 70 is passing. That's yeah. not working. Drop it to 60. Yeah. If that doesn't work, drop it to 50 percent. You know, and then we'll get to hear Como lecture us in his speech. We got the prison population down more <laughs> than any other governor in the state of New York. <laughs> The other thing, part of the bill, as far as I know, is if, uh, let's say, somebody burglarizes your home, uh, they'll be able to have access to your home. The actual criminal who's being charged will be able to go through your home after the fact. Yep. Over my dead body. <laughs> I can assure you. Not my you house, it won't be. Let, yeah, let, no, 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 let, me, let me just be clear about this. Yep. If, uh, if you rob my house and you mm-hmm. can through my house, uh, you will be leaving my house in a horizontal position. I will assure you of that. <laughs> Come on. That's, like, That's some unreal, of this stuff is It's like unreal, though. It's unreal to think that there is there are Democrats out there that think this is acceptable, that this is a great idea. I'll give you an example. Real life, we, got, we have a panhandler problem around our building here in downtown Rochester. And uh, they get in. They're not being paid enough now? <laughs> I mean, you don't see a lot of them around New York as you do in other states. Get on traffic. That's the thing that uh, they do illegally. They get into traffic, and that's a violation of traffic law. So I call quite a bit, whatever, and uh, I've got an ongoing uh, relationship with the police. And we get, I'll give you two examples. Uh, uh, one guy uh, defecated in my parking lot, then runs to the middle of the... Whoa, whoa, wait. Is there something wrong with that, John? And then, then, then <laughs> is that inappropriate? Actually, I wasn't going to call on that because nah, why bother? The guy's got to go. He's got to go. But then he runs in the middle of the street and wipes himself. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's then, lovely. There's another guy. Mm-hmm. That's good for business, John. Yeah, well, John, you know that that's going to help property values. What that's going to do? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Sure then, thing. Another guy. Every once in a while, his pants are down to his uh, uh, shoes, and he has no underwear on. He's walking around the street. Now, these guys are frequent visitors to our neighborhood here. Mm-hmm. Police, they, they, when they, uh, the judges let these guys out real right away. Sure. So yes. the police have told me, they basically said, man, 
we can't keep these guys. Right. You just gotta. You just gotta uh, try to. Uh, yeah, uh, shoo them away as best you can. Yeah, who That's would, what they do in Seattle. Seattle police have... Who wouldn't want to be a police feel, officer today, feel, right? Right. you got to feel bad for these folks, right? right? Because they know it's wrong. They want to arrest them, but they're looking at it going, well, if I arrest them, i got to do all the paperwork, and they're just going to let them out, them out anyways. anyways. And, the, and the prosecutor's not going to take the case. Yeah. So yeah. I'm telling you, the New York State is going to look like L.A. and Seattle. If you want to see what New York looks like in five years, if you yep. want to see what places like Rochester or New York City look like in five years, then go look at, you know, take a trip to San Francisco, yep. take a trip to Seattle, take a trip to L.A., and you'll see exactly what you can expect in the next five years mm-hmm. if we don't do something about it. Now, there's elections coming up. We can yeah. change course. So <laughs> when we say things like, well, <laughs> come on. Come on. We can, You're going to add with a joke, Glenn? You're well, going to add with a joke. It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's, oh, it I love your sense of humor. You're well, an optimist, Glenn, and that's why we love you. Uh, uh, all right, Mr. All right. John, appreciate Thanks, it, buddy. John. Listen, one other thing. The best is yet to come. The police have told me personally, they said, wait till after January 1st. You think things are bad now? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah that's, that's Glenn's point, right? I think, isn't prostitution legal in January? <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> are we, are, have we gone there? Are they so, taxing that now? What do we have, like... Uh, a uh, small business Saturday and prostitution January. Is that what, how that works? Yeah, Cyber Monday, prostitution <laughs> Tuesday. It's perfect. God. Example of prostitution. Perfect. Welcome to New York. All right, John. See you, buddy. Thanks, man. <laughs> we have an office out there now. Come visit us. Well, 833-FIN-GUYS if you're out in the Rochester area. And, of course, 633-1515. If you're here in Williamsville, New York, uh, appreciate it. Uh, just let's end on a positive note. Nearly 700,000 will lose food stamps with the USDA work yeah. requirement change. Work, You're so work mean. requirement so mean. The change. liberals will say, how could you possibly say that? Well, man? let's see. Here how the, could you possibly say? It's not is, for everybody, Glenn. See, the USDA oh, rule oh. change affects people between the ages of 18 and 49, so not the elderly, oh. who are childless and not disabled, so they can oh. actually go out and get a job. Wait a minute. So let me see. Let me make sure I got this straight. So if you're between the ages of 18 and 49, and you're able-bodied, you don't have any children, you're yeah. not disabled, you're able-bodied. We're supposed to expect them to work. Yes. We, and so if they don't work and we don't give them food stamps, now suddenly we are evil and we hate poor people. Is that yeah, how that goes? Yeah, that's right. That's yep. right. So go. we're asking uh, now. Uh, the Trump administration is saying, look at if you're 18 to 49 and able-bodied, we're going to ask you to get a job. Yeah. God <gasps> forbid. And let me tell you something. They are. Everywhere, yes, everywhere. Oh. It's and, the and, biggest problem in this country right now. Yeah. Holding down economic growth is the fact that we don't have enough people to fill the jobs that are out there. So I and think this starting is a great one, thing. You can make you'll be make, make more money because minimum wage in New York goes up again. On oh January yes. One. So yes. there you go. Ooh, so what's you that? Get a job that, and and you can get one that page. What's that? Money. Oh that oh that's another moving truck. Oh, we'll see you on his way to Florida. All right, on behalf of Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, we're the Financial Guys, Financial Guys Radio Network. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, folks. Our website, financialguys.com. Use us as a resource. We'll see you next week. Uh, God bless, and uh, have a great week.